You're listening to podcast audio from Radiant Church, located in Bay City, Michigan. For more information on Radiant Church, you can check us out on www.radiantbc.com or follow us on social media at Radiant Bay City. Good morning. That took a long time to make that video. I think we should be done and go home. That was a lot of work for me in India. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here this morning, this afternoon actually. And uh, I want to thank Pastor Marco and his dear wife and all of you uh, for believing in us. Many of you probably do not know. My name is Ranjit and... Uh, Many people call me all kinds of names. Uh, let me tell you a few. Rambit, Rangit. One guy called me Raja, and I told him that's the name of the tiger in Aladdin. <laughs> I'm like, come on now. Just because it starts with an R doesn't mean it's my name. <laughs> and uh, I'll make it easy. My name is Ranjit, okay? That's easy. Run. If you, did, if you can't say the whole thing, just call me Run. Okay? So my name is Ranjit, and... It's, uh, it's, a it's a pleasure for me to come all the way from India, and I just came to say thank you. If you ask me the primary reason for why I came, uh, many of you probably know or do not know that this, this church is very generous towards our cause, uh, Christ for India. It's Christ for India because that's the name of the 501c3 in, in the United States, but the ministry's name is New India Church of God, so that is why we have two names. But... I want to thank Pastor Marco for being generous, and you have been giving for the past uh, one year, over a year actually, uh, even during COVID, and your generosity is very much appreciated. And I want you to know that many churches who are probably double, triple the size of, of this church do not give as much as you give. So like I said, how can we go if we are not sent? So thank you for sowing into us and believing in us and uh, giving generously. I want you to know that whatever you sow through this church is going to good soil. Amen? Also, I want to show you a picture of uh, where, where the money that, that you guys send every month, it goes to this orphanage. Actually, I went to that place. It's, it's, uh, it's a two-hour flight and four hours by car to reach this campus. So this is one of our orphanages where uh, almost all your money goes to and towards this region where we have close to 42 pastors. And that is the area pastor Moses and his wife, Sarah. So thank you for, for making a life, making a change in the lives of these children and making the gospel reach to the utmost parts of the world. Amen. Maybe you'll never go there. Maybe you may never see the place, but I want you to know that uh, God rejoices because the gospel was, was able to go and reach those places because of your love and because of your generosity. So thank you so much. And uh, finally, I would like to uh, show you, I have one wife and two children. My wife is Sneha and... Uh, uh, that's my son Levi and my daughter Iris. And uh, please pray for us as, as we continue to do God's work in the nation of India. Amen. India is, is a diverse country. You know, 
I was talking to Pastor Moses yesterday and I was, I was saying that India has 1.3 billion people in it and why is it so hard for the gospel to reach the nation of India? Because India, unlike any other country, has 28 major languages. It has 1,500 dialects. What does that mean in your perspective? It means that a guy living in Michigan cannot be a pastor in Florida because it's another language. It's another, they eat different, they look different, they, they dress different, which is why we have 15 Bible colleges. Why do we have 15 Bible colleges? Because they churn out pastors in each state and send them back to the field. So that's why India is so complex and uh, it's diverse in, in, in every aspect. But we are believing that God is going to do an amazing work in the nation of India. Amen. Pray for the persecution. Uh, you know, there's a lot of opposition. You know, I know we're on, on social media, whatever. I can't say a lot, but I want to let you know that there's a lot of uh, uh, people are, are persecuting the, the church and people who believe uh, in the Lord Jesus Christ and people who propagate uh, about this Jesus. Our pastors, you know, have been, have been gone to jail many times because they are talking and letting people know about Jesus. You know, when they take tracks and go to villages, they are bashed up, uh, beaten up. Churches have been vandalized uh, a dime and a dozen. And this, this has almost become a normality for them to, to be unnecessarily uh, abused physically, mentally tortured by the opposition groups. But we believe that when there is a greater struggle, there is a bigger and a greater revival. Amen? And we, our, our, our war is not against governments or, or, or government groups or political groups, but we turn and look to the heavens where our help comes from. Amen. It comes from the Lord. So pray for protection. Pray that God may protect these people who have no protection. Amen. They have nothing. They have no backing. They have no, no, the Lord does not support us. The, the political groups do not stand with us. Nobody stands with us, but they go with the simple and the only passion and calling upon their life. And that them and their families and they represent the love of Jesus Christ. I tell people all the time, the real heroes are those people who are in those villages like I showed you. And if I could bring them in an A380 jumbo jet, I would have transported all 4,500 of them here. But we couldn't make it, so they sent me to tell you that India needs Jesus. Amen? Every knee shall bow. Every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Today I would like to talk to you about your time has come. I would like to take that step further. Your time has come now. What is the future? You know, when you think about people... And when you ask them, they feel that the future is somewhere next year. That's why we wait till December for January to, 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 to tell people about our New Year resolution. Because I want you to let you know that your time is now. Your future is the next second that you step into. Many of you are waiting for something greater to happen tomorrow month, but God wants to do something in your life now. 
And that's what I would like to talk to you about through the story of Esther, that your time has come. The story of Esther, you, if, you, if you know about the story, we'll be, we'll be going through Esther uh, chapter 3 and 4 and a little bit of 5 as we conclude. It talks about how this man named Haman is trying to persecute, to annihilate the Israelites. And it begins with Mordecai. It says, in Esther chapter 3, verse 1, it says, And Haman the Agagite. I want you to know that that's an important word, the Agagite. The Agagites were the same people who were trying to kill the Israelites in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 1, verse 23. And Saul disobeyed. And the same people, through his lineage, King Agag, Haman was born. And the same, when we look at the life of Haman, it pertains to the life of every believer. Even today, if you look around, maybe Haman is not here anymore, but there are people who are trying to suppress who are trying to push to a corner, people who are trying to intimidate the voice and the authority and the role of the church. Amen? In my country, it is by, by persecution. Maybe in this country, it's by, it's by you making choices. But that same spirit, those same people are still prevalent, very much prevalent in today's church. And, but I believe that the time is coming when, it, when the church will not be a building, but will become a voice to the nations. Amen? We are going to be the voice that speaks truth. We are going to be the voice that speaks what is meant in the word of God. And we stand on it and we say that this is what the Lord says. And we will stand on God's word. Amen. And we see that what is the problem that Haman really had with Mordecai. And that's the same problem the world has with us. The people in my nation have with believers. What, what did we do? You, you will never find in India that, that Christians ever went, uh, went to, to, to do any kinds of riots or anything. But what is their problem? What is the problem with the world and what is their issue with the church? That we will not bow down. If we bow down, there's no problem. In India... If you say that, I'm sorry, I'm not really a believer, I just did this for whatever, okay, no problem, go enjoy your life. The minute you say that you want to be a Christian, all right, you want to be a Christian, guess what? Write it on your social security, you're a Christian. You're not going to get any benefits from the government, you're not going to get anything from that. Or you don't want to bow down to what we are saying, okay, this is what you're going to get. We're going to come into your churches, we're going to arrest you, we're going to do this, we're going to do that to you. There's nothing you can do. Why? Not because we did anything wrong, because we refuse to bow down. 
And I don't know how that pertains to you and your nation in the United States, but we all deal with that in our workplaces. And, you know, life has become such a, such through social media and, and everybody has to choose. The biggest problem the world is in that they want to force us to choose. Choose this, do this, be like that. But we are called to stand on the word of God. Amen. I just want to tell you a few things for you to know. To assess and to know that whether your time has come. Amen. You know your time has come. When you have the ability to use your influence to bring change. Amen. How do we know? How does Ranjit know that my time has come? Like the story of Esther. How does Esther know that her time has come? She knew and I know my time has come because I have the ability or the access to some power or influence to bring change. Did you think your education was for you? Did you think God gave you that brain and made you a millionaire for you? God gave you that job for you? God gave you those gifts and talents for you? Esther wasn't pretty for, for her. She was pretty to one day represent the king of kings. You are where you are. Not because you're lucky. Not because, let's, let's call it in Christianese, blessed. <laughs> you're not blessed for you. You're blessed to be a blessing. Hallelujah. I still remember I was an engineer. I got placed in a, in a software company in, in India and I got called into the ministry and I had absolutely no idea. I was a PK. I was a preacher's kid, but I had nothing to do with Jesus or God. And the, the day that I decided I wanted to do a uh, step into ministry, I was, like, I was almost 24 years old and I'm like, what am I going to do, God? Let's go to seminary. Then my, my, my travels brought me to the land of the free the home of the brave, to this great nation. I did my masters and all the Indians around me. Bro, you made it, man. <laughs> Two things are important. Get your graduation degree and get your green card. <laughs> you don't know what international people are talking about your nation. We come with one agenda only. Never go back. But God called me back to my nation. And that is where I'm going to die one day. Why? Because the little power and influence I have to bring change, I'm going to use it for the glory of God. Amen. And that... And that is what... We are called to be. Amen? It says in verse 11, 
chapter 3, verse 11, all the king's servants and the people of the king's provinces know that if a man and woman goes to the king inside the inner court without being called, there is not but one law but to put it that except the one to whom the king holds the golden scepter so that he may live. But as for me, Esther says, and many of us say, I have not been called, bro. Oh, that sounds like an entitled believer to me. Esther's like, oh, somebody do my nails. Somebody, I don't know whether I'm right, somebody put creatine in my hair. Anti-smudge lipstick, I don't know, I don't know all these things. And then Mordecai's, please do something, please do something, help us. I would have helped you, bro, but I haven't been called. Sounds like many believers. Thank you, Indian man, for coming all the way. <laughs> but thank you, but no thank you. Oh, sister, you know, I was, when I came to the U.S., I didn't know this whole concept because we don't do this in India because I was in Virginia. It's like the Bible Belt and down south and all of that stuff. Everybody's super courteous, and I took all of them seriously. Like, they, when, when you go to meet somebody, they're like, hey, how are you doing? Like, every stranger is asking me that question, how are you doing? I didn't know that they didn't really mean it. They asked me, how you doing? Actually, I'm feeling a bit homes. No, no, bye, bye, bye. See ya, see ya, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Are we like that? Are we like Esther? God has blessed us. God has given us gifts. Are we encouraging somebody in our church? Are we being a blessing to somebody in our church? Or are we saying that I have not been summoned yet? Church, we need to know who we are. Let me tell you who we are. Have you seen mannequins? Yes? You see, the mannequins have all kinds. H&M people have their clothes on. Then when you go to New York, you'll see like expensive Louis Vuitton bags on mannequins and all expensive jewelry on mannequins. That's who me and you are. We are the people, dummies, to show God's glory to the world. But just because you have that LV bag, don't forget who you are without God. Just because you have that great house that everybody wants. Just because you have all the blessings, all the job, all the privileges that you have, never ever think that it's because you deserved it or you worked for it. It's because of God's grace that you have it. And if God has given it to you, it is your duty to share the blessing. Amen. I love Mordecai's response. He says, and many believers need to know this. Verse 14. For if you keep silent in this time, relief and deliverance will rise for the Jews from some other place. I want you to know that. 
If you feel that you're too busy, you feel that you're too good for those people around you who are not as settled as you. People who pull up in your parking lot probably in an inferior car than you. If you feel that you're not called to be a blessing as a church, as a church body, I want to let you know. The first verse says in verse 13, number one, your house will perish, and two, God will raise somebody else up. It is our mandate, it is our prerequisite to be ambassadors of Christ. Amen? It's not a suggestion. It's not a request. It is a prerequisite. So today, you need to know if you feel that you are indispensable just because you're a great guitarist, you're a great keyboard player, you're a great drummer. One day you get all haughty and prideful and you come tell Pastor Marco, I'm too busy. Well, I don't want to be serving in the front when it's 35 degrees cold. Guess what? God is going to raise somebody else. Because this is his work. This is his church. This is his world. He knows about my nation. Amen? You know, many times I feel discouraged. Because I, I bleed my heart out about my nation. And sometimes I don't get the response that I want. You know what I'm saying? It's not always about somebody writing you a check. It's about somebody saying, hey, well done. Or somebody praying. One, an individual came and prayed for me. That was great. But you know what God tells me? You need to do what I have called you to do. Because I will raise up the right people to stand with you. Because India is not your responsibility alone. I love the Indians too. Amen? And that same God loves America. Same God loves Michigan, loves Bay City. And I want you to know that this church, you know, I, I, know, I know Radiant for a long, long time. And I've gotten to know your, your, your pastor for the past couple of years. And I want you to know that you guys are making an impact globally. Amen? It's important for us to make a local impact with a global presence. Amen? That's what true, true missions is. Not only, it says, the light that shines the farthest shines brightest at home. That's what radiant is. And I know Pastor Lee personally, and I know from him and through your pastor how much that this church believes in doing what God wants to do and to establish the kingdom of God on earth. Amen? So how do you know it will be your time? 
there will be a risk involved. Amen? You want to know how it's going to be your time? It's not going to be you chilling on your lazy boy, watching Netflix with Diet Coke on one hand and a pizza on the other hand and be like, God, I'm available for you. Use me now. It's going to happen when there's risk involved. You may have to you may have to say things that nobody wants you to say. You may have to express things that nobody wants to express. You may have to stand up for things, young people, old people, people are going to college, going to school. You may have to say no to things that many people are trying to do. Why? Because there are certain things that you cannot do as a believer. There are certain places you cannot go as a believer. There are not certain viewpoints or things that you cannot do as a believer. Why? Because our, our, our core, our value systems is not just uh, our culture. Because our value is a Christian, Christ-like. We are a disciple of Jesus Christ. We're not a believer of Jesus Christ. We are a disciple of Jesus Christ. I talk like him. I walk like him. I do everything like I do with him. You are, you, I want you to know for you to stand for Jesus Christ in the coming days is going to be risky. Like, Dan, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Like Daniel. You know you're in God's will and you know. I want to let you know when you take a stand for Jesus Christ in any country, get ready for opposition. If you're ready to just flow, go with the flow, there's no problem. But the minute you take a stand for Jesus, all hell is going to break loose. But that's how you know where your heart is. That's when you know how truly you believe in Jesus Christ. I want you to know that we need to know that your time has come. If the answer to these questions that I asked you right now, if you taking a risk is important, if you, if you have sort of any influence and ability to bring change, if that's where you are today, I want you to know that your time has come. And this is the conclusion. This is what, uh, this is what Esther says, which I think every church needs to focus on. She says like this. Verse 16. Go gather all the Jews to be found in Susa and hold a fast on my behalf and do not eat or drink for three days or night for my young women will also fast as you do. Then I will go to the king. A church that prays will know the will of God for your city, for your state, and for your nation. Prayer will align you to what God has in store for you as a church. And when she fasted and she prayed, she found favor with God. Finally, I want you to know that in order for you to know whether your time has come, there is a preparation that is required. Amen?
You need to be prepared. After she prayed, Esther wore the best clothes to, pray, to prepare the best dinner for the king. Are you prepared to stand for Jesus Christ? Are you prepared to take a risk for him? Are you prepared to, to forsake things? Are you willing to forsake your family, your friends, your peers for Jesus Christ? Your time has come. Church, our time has come. It's time. You know, I hear, I hear statistics of how America is the most unchurched nation in the world. Why is that? It's because we need to stand. We need to be the light. We need to be the salt. We need to tell, tell God, God, I will go. You have put me in this amazing job. I'm a professor. I'm a teacher. I'm a college student. I'm a grad student. I'm, I'm whatever businessman. Whatever it is, wherever you are, you need to tell. You need to tell God today and commit your life and say that God, I will go. I will stand. I will take the risk. I will pray for my city. I will pray for my nation. I will pray for my church. I will pray for my believers. I won't be like that entitled Jew like Esther who says that, God, you have blessed me enough, so let me just relax and I'm done. No, but I'm going to use this to be a blessing to my friends, to be a blessing to my church people, to be a blessing to that Indian boy that came, to be a blessing to all the things that you put in front of me, God. I'm not just going to sit down and lie down in conformity, but I'm going to stand up and tell the world of the Jesus that I represent. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm just going to sing a small song and I'm going to come and make it to a close. One sec. In all my life you have been faithful. In all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able. And I will sing of the goodness of God. In all my life you have been faithful. In all my life you have been so, so good. With every breath that I am able, I will sing of the goodness of God. I love this song. I don't know if you know. It's a very, very old song. It goes like this. When he calls me, and I will answer. When he calls 
me and I will answer when he calls me and I will answer I'll be somewhere working for my Lord and I'll be somewhere working I'll be somewhere working I'll be somewhere working for my Lord and I'll be somewhere working I'll be somewhere working I'll be somewhere working for my Lord all my life can we sing it together all my life you've been faithful and all my life you have been faithful and all my life you have been so, so good With every breath that I am able And I will sing of the goodness of God Father, in the name of Jesus, that is my life song Is to respond to your faithfulness in my life. Lord, I want to commit that I believe my time has come. And I will not sit silent. I'm going to occupy all streets with the love of Jesus Christ, with the encouragement that I need to give, with the money that I need to sow with the love that I need to distribute in every way, in every way, Lord Jesus. This is not just about missions. This is not just about giving money, but it's about giving time. The Holy Spirit is, is speaking to many of you today. I need your time. Many of you are sitting on the pews, talented, gifted, but saying, I don't have time, too busy trying to make money the Holy Spirit is saying talk to Pastor Marco start to serve the Lord start to give more start to do more start to counsel start to encourage the least you can do is go give somebody a hug do that because we are the church There is only one God. There is only one King. There is only one body. That is why we sing. Bind us together with loves. Bind us together with cords of love that cannot be broken, Lord Jesus. That's our desire. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you so much.